Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You're now tuned to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca and on your preferred podcast player of choice, it is your man DM Cool. And welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Yeah, tell a friend, tell a friend that we're live on the airwaves. <laughs> and we got a lot to get to on tonight's agenda, man. Um, coming up at the 8.45 mark, roughly, I got my man Bo Pinto in studio. He is a friend of the show. We are going to discuss a whole bunch of uh, things that he's been up to since his last appearance on the show, as well as some uh, social media discussions that we definitely got to get into as well, because that's always a hot topic. But before we get into that, man, or... When we get to that, we'll also discuss a whole bunch of things that have happened this week as well, including more developments within the uh, Jordan Woods, Khloe Kardashian saga. We also got to talk about Drake's dad supporting R. Kelly and Jesse Smollett. Uh, we, there's so much to get to, man. And plus, we, were even, we weren't here last week as well, so there's a lot of things to talk about, man. But before we get to all of that, you guys already know how I do, man. I got some stuff to get off my chest. Uh, so with that being said, it's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Yes, yes, indeed. So what I want to talk about to kind of get things off because <clears throat> I know this would be considered old news because this happened on Sunday. But I, I just want to talk about it because I feel like it's important to talk about this real quick. Um, I want to talk about the Oscars, all right? Now. This is the first Oscars that I've watched in literally 13 years. In 13 years, I have not watched the Oscars. I think the last one I watched was the one where 3-6 Mafia won the Oscar for Best Original Song for a Film. And that was the same Oscar show where they had uh, Taraji P. Henson perform as well as uh, Terrence Howard for their roles in, uh, what what was it called, Uh, Hustle and Flow. So that was the last one I watched. And that was when I was in high school. Since then, I haven't really had a reason to watch the Oscars. I find I find the Oscars normally to be very boring and very bland. A lot of like unfunny humor, maybe funny to like maybe like rich aristocratic people, but for the most part, it's just very bland. I watched a little bit of the one with Chris Rock a couple of years ago because of the controversy that I was following that with the whole Oscars so wet. But I didn't watch the entire thing. I watched little clips here and there. Um, so overall, even though as much as I love film, I've never really had an interest in watching the Oscars just because I felt like it wasn't representative of Hollywood as a whole. It was only representative of a certain section of Hollywood. But nonetheless, this year was an improvement on that. I mean, when I when you hear the word diversity in pop culture, it seems to be somewhat of a very lazy word, but there was a lot of diversity in the Oscars this year, not just with race, but with the type of films that were winning these awards and what have you. I mean, you had superhero films winning awards. You had you had the independent art house films winning awards. You had some of the blockbusters winning awards, et cetera, et cetera. And people that aren't normally celebrated, like people who do stuff behind the scenes, like people who compose uh, the scores and they do the set designs and what have you, they were being recognized and being praised. And there was so much controversy heading into the Oscars 
uh, with the whole Kevin Hart situation, and then they're going to say that they're going to do a most popular film award, and everybody rejected it, so they kind of scrapped that behind the scenes. Um, they were talking about only showing certain awards uh, on television, leaving some of them off of commercial break. People revolted against that. They scrapped that. So it sounded like it was going to be one big, giant dumpster fire. The only reason why I wanted to watch it this year was off the strength of Black Panther, all right? I wanted to see if Black Panther would make history, and in some aspects it did. So you had Ruth Carter, who was the costume designer for Black Panther, and she won the award for Best Costume Designer. I knew Black Panther was going to nail that one in the bag. I wasn't even worried about that one. But what I found very telling and interesting was the fact that she was the first African-American female to have won that award, so that's huge. And then you have Hannah Beekler, who won the award for Best uh, Set Production Design. And again, she was the first African-American woman to win that award. So I'm like, okay, we're off to a good start. Like, I'm actually impressed. You have Regina King uh, win the award for Best Supporting Actress uh, for, what was it? I, I can't remember the name of the movie that she was in. Um, if Bill Street Could Talk. I think that was the name of the film. And it was her first ever Oscar. I'm like, yo, well-deserved. I mean, come on. Like, she, she should have had an Oscar from time. And then you have uh, Mahershala Ali win the uh, Best Supporting Actor Award for his role in The Green Book, which we'll get to in a moment. And I'm like, yo, like, Ali, I mean, Shala Ali, like, he could do no wrong. I'm good with him winning any award, all right? You had Spike. Spike finally winning his first ever Oscar. 30 years. 30 freaking years. And he won an Oscar for um, for Black Klansman for I believe it was best screenplay. So he that was well deserved, and his outfit was bomb as well. He had the gold Jordan threes on. He had the Prince suit on. I mean, he had the the brass knuckles from Do the Right Thing. Love hate. Shout to Radio Raheem. That that was huge. And then everything was going good. Everything was going real good. Swell even swell. There are a couple awards I won a Black Panther win for like best theme song and what have you, but. That went to Lady Gaga and, and Bradley Cooper. I expected that as much, so I wasn't really disappointed with that. The only thing I was somewhat disappointed with was the Best Picture Award. And I'm not even disappointed that Black Panther didn't win. I'm just a little disappointed that The Green Book won. And I'm not saying The Green Book is a bad movie. In fact, I haven't seen The Green Book, so I can't judge it as a good or bad film. But we all know what the premise is of the film without even watching it. And it's a period piece set in a bygone era where blacks weren't welcomed in the southern United States or in the United States in general. So we already know it's going to be an oppression piece to a certain degree. And then you have the black man befriending the white, with befriending the white man, which is cool. But then it sets it up to be somewhat of a white savior film. And I'm just like... That's such the safe. That's the most safest and obvious thing that the Oscars could pull. It's like anytime there's a film that involves black oppression or involves a white savior, it's always a shoe in to win the freaking Oscar, man. And you had a category that involved a a black militant film like the Black Klansman exposing the KKK for what they are. You had a superhero film like Black Panther, the first superhero movie ever to be nominated for a Best Picture award that was more than just a superhero film. It talked about isolationism, it talked about black identity, it talked about it talked about how if you are a rich country that you should share your resources with the rest of the world to benefit the rest of humanity. And then you had a film like Roma, which is one of those indie art house films that talked about, you know, um, Latin America in general, basically. And especially when we're talking about a time in America's uh, current history with President Trump saying, build that wall, build that wall. And this is history making for Netflix as well, because they are now an Oscar nominated streaming service, which is going to 
break ground for other streaming services going forward. Cough, cough, Disney Plus. So, <clears throat> in a category we had so much diversity, keyword diversity, not uh, not just in people of color, but in terms of the type of film criteria that these categories filled out, you still decided to play it safe and gave it to a film that was going to appease all groups. So it's going to appease... According to me, the majority, which would be white people. It's going to appease black people. It's going to appease the LGBTQ uh, community because the character that Marshala Ali played was a gay man, a gay black man. So you're already serving two demographics in that regard. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, you were doing so good throughout this entire, you know, three-hour stretch. And I'm like, yo, this is a really good Oscar show. Like, I'm shocked. And then that happened. And apparently, you know, uh, what's his name? Spike Lee had an outrageous reaction where he just kind of muffed his hands in the air and tried to walk out of the gate, but an usher told him that you could not walk out. And then Chadwick Boseman, yo, shout out to Chadwick Boseman. I don't know if you guys have seen that gif on online yet, but basically when it's announced that Green Book won the award for best picture, he's literally turning towards Michael B. Jordan behind him and gives him like this little, this little snarky smirk, whatever. Like, you see... I knew that was going to happen. Like, he gave him that look, which I found hilarious. So, all in all, I'm still proud of Black Panther for winning the awards that it did win because they made history with two of those awards that it won. And I'm happy at the fact that it was even nominated for Best Picture. And I'm just happy in general that even before the Oscars, it was sweeping all sorts of awards. Like, it got the SAG Award for, for Best Film. It got... Take it for what you want. You got the MTV Movie Award for for best film and all that. So it made its impact. It made its rounds, and that just would have been that would have been the Larry O'Brien Trophy for all my NBA heads out there. That would have been <clears throat> the one. And if it didn't win, then I would have loved to have seen Black Klansman win. Or I would have loved to have seen uh, Roma win. You know what I mean? But a film about you know black oppression and the white savior and everything like that. I mean, man, the Oscars played it easy. They played it way too easy. They had a chance to shake the world up on its head and they said and they they just decided nah we're gonna play it safe nah man don't play it safe you've seen you've seen the uproar you've seen the reactions that it's gone throughout literally the entire year from february from when it was released up until february or february 2018 when it was released up until february right now 365 days of hype y'all could have capitalized on it man i mean you're doing so good up until that point you guys had an a minus and you decided to settle with the A minus instead of going with the A plus. So I don't know when in history we will see a movie of that magnitude or any of those other movies that were of that magnitude win that award for best picture. Moonlight was a very good movie. Again, I kind of feel like it, it kind of satisfied many demographics, but still, I'm not going to take away from Moonlight because that was actually a really good film. It was a different direction on black plate as well as you know, the black male experience as far as, you know, the hyper-masculinity stereotype that black men have often had to fight through um, in modern times and what have you, and just talked about the different coming-of-age black experience. So I, I appreciate the fact that Moonlight won that Oscar. But again, Oscars this year had a chance to flip everything up, upside its head, and they decided to play it safe. So who knows? Maybe Black Panther 2 might be up for an Oscar nomination whenever it comes out. Um, hopefully it will, but... Either way, shout out to the entire class of, of that Best Picture nomination. And I will give a I'll, I'll, I'll give a decent shout out to the Oscar for the Academy, I should say, for actually having a good Oscars presentation. It's just that one thing you could have done at the very end, man. You, 
Green Book didn't need it. I'm sorry. Green Book didn't need it. Green Book had like three or four awards at that point. But I love my man Mahershala Ali. That guy can do no wrong. But still, you could have you could have switched up the narrative. You could have changed up the status quo. Y'all played it safe. That's my opinion. What do you guys think? Let me know. Hit me up on all social media platforms at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. Coming up after commercial break, man, I got my man Bo Pinto in studio. We got a lot of catch up on. We got to talk about a whole bunch of social media stuff that's been happening and what have you. So with that said, keep it locked, and we'll be right back after the break. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it's your man, DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. And we have our guest for the evening. Now, this man, once again, he is no stranger <clears throat> to Cool Radio. He is a social media influencer. And he coaches people on how to get their numbers up in social media the right way, I should say. <laughs> the right way and the most economical way as well. And it'll help you with whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's a business that you're promoting, if it's just for lifestyle purposes, anything of that sort. That is what his services are for. And I'm talking about my man, Bo Pinto. Bo, 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 How you doing, bro? Good, good, good. It feels good to be back. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. What have you been up to since the last time? I think it's been less than a year, but somewhere within that time frame, I would say. Buddy, I've been expanding like crazy. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I did. I don't know if I did this last time I was here, but I was in this business incubator program called BizStart. Mm -hmm. um, it's run by Youth Employment Services. Okay. Um, when I first went there, <coughs> they uh, they told me that they had this course on teaching people how to be better at business, mm -hmm. and I thought that was really cool. And then uh, they started talking to me about checks, and I was like, what, what do you mean the checks? They're like, you know, the checks we give you to be here. I'm like, you're telling me that I'm going to work on my business, mm -hmm. and you're going to give me money. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah. And I was like, right, <laughs> dude. That's amazing. And so, I mean, that process, that, that blew me up. And, right. you know, I went from having a couple clients to, you know, now hiring staff. And, you know, we have a whole team together. And, man, things are moving. That's what's up. I'm glad to hear, man. I'm glad to hear. So basically, essentially, the business is working for you. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. In I mean, that regard. And I'm working for it, too. I always lead from the front, you know? Right, right. Of course, of course. Definitely got to lead from the front. Definitely got to lead by example, especially. That's important. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about social media, man, because like, it's been the thing for, I would say, like the last 10 years now. I feel like we've been in the prime of social media for the last 10 years now, like a full decade. Mm -hmm. uh, with that said, one of my questions to you is, like, being an influencer, like, what's the most noticeable aspect of it within the social media world? What's the most notable aspect of, of just exactly? Just social media in general for you? For me, I, I think the thing that has impacted me the most is um, – I guess a sense of belonging. Um, when you use social media correctly and you use it to build a community of people, mm -hmm. um, people that are just like you, you start to really feel what it's like to fit in rather than just being placed somewhere mm -hmm. uh, where they say, you know, you got the people that you have around you in high school or maybe mm -hmm. the people that you have around your job or your family. Those are communities that you're placed into. Right. When you have social media, you can build a community around yourself mm -hmm. and it, you really realize that even if you're weird or odd or whatever, that there's thousands if not millions of people just like you and mm -hmm. the key is i found for me is using social media to build a community and and really stay connected globally right right and i think and that's the beauty of it as well um the, the global aspect of this so people that you weren't really able to connect connect with because maybe they're halfway around the world or across the border now you can connect with them with a simple app mention and i think 100%. that's one of the beauties of it like it makes you know networking that much better for you as well like there's people mm -hmm. that i've been networking with who they live in toronto but they also live in chicago and new york and what have you mm -hmm. and it's like this connection never would have happened if it were for social media. Yeah. And I always say that when it comes to social media, 
it has a yin and yang uh, component to it. So you have your good or you have your bad. Now, one of the bad things about social media is, you, you know, depending on how you chalk it up for better or for worse, is uh, perception of reality. Mm. So this year, earlier this year, I think it was in January when it came out, we saw, well, not everyone has seen it, but a lot of people were talking about the Firefest uh, oh, documentary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. whether you saw it on, <laughs> I on, saw it on Netflix. You saw it on Netflix? Savage, okay. Yeah. I didn't see the Hulu one, though. I heard the Hulu one is more in-depth with, like, as far as people who actually right. were committing the fraud and what have you. Right. Um, but basically, you know, when you have situations like a Firefest, for example, and <laughs> that was a huge situation, man, yeah. with, like bad sandwiches and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but when you have a situation like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, it it kind of leads you to know that there are people out there who are willing to use social media to mislead people. So mm-hmm. my question is to you, as an influencer, do you see that the worst case scenario for those who uh, let social media overtake their better judgment? I mean, yeah, shoot. Uh, the reality is, though, like before social media, we've been being programmed everywhere. Right. Every decision we make is an emotional decision. That's the only part of our brain that actually activates when we're making a decision. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at like big companies like Coca-Cola or even McDonald's, look at Coca-Cola. They have sh- advertisements on every bus shelter, mm-hmm. every, every billboard. And what does it say? Taste the feeling. Yeah. Have you ever tasted a feeling in your life? No. <laughs> no. It's impossible. Right. Right? But the thing is, is that they understand that repetition multiplied by emotion over time equals influence. Right. Right? And so what they're trying to do is they're spending thousands and thousands of dollars to have repeated ads being absorbed into your five senses so that you are being influenced and you're being controlled. And literally, those memories are attached to your brain and your eyes, mm-hmm. right? And so literally, you could walk up to a, a store mm-hmm. and be like, I want a cola. But then there could be Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and an amazing, incredible brand that is cheaper, that is better quality, yeah. and your your brain won't even allow you to see it because right. it's the, the, the neural pathways associated with Coca-Cola are so large. Mm-hmm. And so as far as social media goes, I mean, yeah, it's the same thing happening. But right. now it's put in the power of the people, right? And the, the real truth is it's the power of the pupil. The people who control your eyes control your mind. Right. But if you're a part of that people group on social media, it gives us the power back. Mm-hmm. We do still need to be discerning and we still need to, you know, make better choices. Of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> but at least, at least for me as an influencer, one of the biggest things that I do is if I'm going to be promoting something that, you know, it's not my company, yeah. I always put the hashtag ad beside it. That's right. how you know, okay, this is an ad. <laughs> you need to be aware. This may not necessarily be this person telling you their real opinion on things. Right, absolutely. And, you know, it just kind of leads you to believe that, you know, you say something long enough that people may actually believe it. That's like, how it works. <laughs> like, essentially, like when Little Wayne kept on saying he was the best rapper alive, he may not have been the best rapper alive, but he said it so much. <laughs> that people are like, yo, I think you might be the best rapper alive. I know. Don't get me wrong. He had some songs where I'm like, oh, okay, that was kind of impressive. Yeah. But like, again, it's one of those like repetition things, repetition, repetition, repetition yeah. that you do it so much that people will eventually believe it because it's being blasted out in into the stratosphere so often. 100%. It could be like it could be the case of the 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 bigger brand as far as like footwear is concerned versus something that's a bit more smaller and more unknown and more obscure basically. We mm-hmm. we buy the bigger one because they have most of their ads on there. They may stand for something that mm-hmm. may be a bit more profound, but like the quality of the shoe may not be as good as the little one, but mm-hmm. we'll never know because we're too uh, focus on, on the bigger brand, essentially. Yeah, yeah, 100%, right? right? And mind you, that's no shot to, like, any of the bigger brands, whatever. Like, some of them do actually Shots, 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 all day, <laughs> All day! <laughs> and then buy none of that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
hey, man, I, just, only. I just got some sweet Nikes in the mail the other day, man. Like, I've been wanting those for, for a minute. So. Okay, okay. My, I don't buy sneakers all the time, so it was like, okay, cool. Time to go for my uh, my one in every six year uh, shopping for shoes. So I, for I was sure. okay I mean, with hey, that. Hey, if Nike <laughs> wants to sponsor me, I'm not going to say no. I know, I'm not going to say no either. <laughs> hey, but Nike, what are you doing tonight? Know? What are you doing today? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, so like, yeah, watching that like documentary, like it's so. It's almost scary in the sense that people without, you know, with their better judgment will just kind of throw money at something because of the fact that something is being promoted so, you know, I guess beautifully in a sense. Because when you go mm-hmm. back to that fire ad where they have, like, the models and the influencers on the beach and there's the bonfire and everyone's chilling in the villa <laughs> and everything looks so exquisite. And essentially what they did was they were trying to sell you a lifestyle and what have you. Mm-hmm. They are just trying to show you, show you a lifestyle that you may not ever be able to attain before at least a day or a weekend. You can feel as though you own that lifestyle because of what they're trying to promote to you. But then in reality, it was like hurricane relief tents and... <laughs> And, you know, sandwiches that had no meat in there with styrofoam uh, plates. I mean, it was a gong show. My yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, it's it's funny because it's like, it reminds me of um, those memes that you see on the internet. It's like, uh, I think it's called like, it's like what you see versus reality or something like that. So it's just like right, right, what right, you want to yeah. see, but then the reality of the situation is like, ah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that's what, an important point, too, that you said, like, that they want to feel like they have that lifestyle. And yeah. again, that's what they were doing. They were triggering people's <laughs> emotions mm-hmm. and uh, using people's influence to do it. Right, right. And it was it was a smart play on them, but like at the end of the day, it's like you, you took their money straight, sure, but then like you were you weren't able to recover from it. I know, man. Yeah. It's so sad. I I wanna put out a hashtag hashtag pray for Ja Rule. <laughs> Um, that, that makes me so sad, bro. That man keeps taking L's, and he made all those good songs with Ashanti. I feel real. so bad about it, bro. For real. Did you actually see that clip of him from? I think it was this week when he was performing at, at a basketball game. Was did he? Uh, did he? Was he saying like? Uh, was he trying to get people to cheer? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. like, "Are you ready?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I guess, I guess not." <laughs> I mean, poor dude, oh, man. man. Like, you know, Fifty was having a field day with that. Oh you can only imagine. God, I cannot wait like, to see Fifty's reaction. It spoke for itself. And don't get me wrong, there were times where like I felt bad for Job because, like, like you said, he had a great career in the early two thousands. <laughs> he was literally on top of the rap game. He was the most popular rapper at the time. Yeah. Fifty said, "Nah, son, it's mine now." And then. <laughs> Everyone just started hating him. Like, I hated him. He had a drop in the tie. He's like, no, he's lame. So like, and he looked at that. He's like, no, he wasn't lame. So this guy came in and just made him think I was lame. Yeah. See, again, going back to marketing. <laughs> right. Put it in somebody's head. Don't believe it. We yeah. all believed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 50 the bully, man. Yeah, he is a bully, man. He's <laughs> petty. He's yeah, oh, super petty. Oh, man. Professional petty. For real, man. <laughs> so let, let's, keep it, let's keep it going with the social media topic. So... Uh, for social media, you know, when it comes to different platforms that are out there, um, in your in your experience, like, are there algorithms for each each uh, social media website in terms of how many followers you gain, uh, as opposed to how many subscribers you gain as well, or is there one platform where you're guaranteed to get more followers than the other? So, are you guaranteed to get more followers on Instagram versus, let's say, Twitter, for example? Are there different algorithms that kind of lead up to those uh, type of statistics? Mm, that's a good question. I I don't I think every platform has different algorithms to a certain capacity yeah um instagram and facebook might be the most similar Mm -hmm. um just because they're owned by the same company Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as following goes i mean for me personally for somebody who's just starting out 
I would say that Instagram really gives you the most opportunity to build your follower growth. Right. And the reason is because Instagram allows much higher levels of socializing during the day. Right. So, for example, on Instagram, you could follow and connect with and send out essentially like 500 mobile notifications a day. Mm -hmm. Right. But with Twitter, if you start doing that. Uh, not only will they like Instagram might like temporarily ban you from pressing right. the follow button. Yeah. Twitter is ruthless. You you follow too much, they're like, we're deleting your account. Oh, it's wow. like, whoa, whoa. Snapchat is a closed circuit system, right? So yeah. you have to get people from another platform in order to get them on Snapchat. It's right. not there's not really much organic growth there outside of maybe like the explore page version of what they have. Right. Um <laughs> so and then Facebook is also pretty good as well, but mm -hmm. um it's a uh, it's a particular method of of uh, of growing it. It's mainly content based. Mm -hmm. um, it's not really like good for somebody who's just starting out, maybe just learning how to make their own content and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I would say Instagram would probably be the best one for that. Right, <clears throat> and I've noticed with Instagram in particular that it's probably the least difficult to to gain followers, maybe because mainly because of the fact that Instagram is visual, so people can see what your business or what your whole page is about mm -hmm. so for somebody who's let's say like a basketball trainer for example they record a video of themselves doing drills and teaching those drills to other people mm -hmm. that's automatically going to give you a bit more followers than let's say if you're to do that on twitter because even though twitter does have things where you can post videos and what have you it's mostly character based whereas instagram is is all visuals essentially right. so i can see it working in, in that regard the only problem with instagram though is that it doesn't have the viral functions the way that these other platforms do so if you have really good content and you're on Twitter or you're on Facebook, yeah. those things can be shared and they can be like, you know, they can go viral very quickly. For right, being right, right. Instagram is not the same. Right. Thing, you actually, right. you literally have to download a plugin app in order to like repost or exactly. something like that. Most people don't do that. And so if you right. have really great content, get on a Twitter, get on Facebook. Right. If you're still learning how to do content or maybe you're not necessarily like super content rich, then yeah. yeah, get on Instagram and start like connecting with people and use it to build relationships as well. That's the biggest thing. Right. And sometimes it's a case where if your video or your photo or your post, whatever the case may be, is like really popular, then a friend may tag in another friend to watch it or something like that. Right, right. But it depends on that. how popular it is. So it's right, not going right. to happen like just like that. It has to be right. like super popular, which I agree with you in that regard that Facebook and Twitter can be reposted instantly because that function is already plugged in there. Whereas right. with Instagram, it's like I got to download this app and now I got to do mm. all that. So A lot of the, vi the viral capacity that's happening on Instagram too is um, – mm is group chats actually. Okay. People have group chats with their friends mm -hmm. and they send, you know, stuff into the DM. Yeah. But then it's like this like, you know, DM sort of viral based uh, yeah. network. It's right? like a, it's like an underground pipeline in Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Like yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, man. So because of the fact that we live in the what have you done for me lately society, so to speak, mm -hmm. um, what would you say is the most sustainable way to maintain your following or to increase your following on whatever social media platform or platforms that you're on? I mean, <clears throat> what have you done for me lately? I think, you know, that it's kind of like an, you know, I think that that phrase has a semi-negative connotation in a way because it's you know if there's almost like a selfishness to it but it, to re in the reality like if you're going to be growing an audience people mm -hmm. want followers they say mm -hmm. oh i want followers i want more followers mm -hmm. I say well how do i get followers i'm like mm -hmm. well be a leader right right and what does being a leader mean it means that you're offering something to the people that you are leading right right and so being of service and being of value is really the only way to build a community and to add value, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're doing something that requires expertise, which most 
products and service essentially are is if it's a niche form of expertise, mm-hmm. then you want to share that expertise and establish yourself as an authority, right? By, you know, publishing content, you become an author. Mm-hmm. And that's what being an authority is, mm-hmm. right? And so as, as you publish content and as you do that, you know, you're going to be able to help people. But at the same time with social media, one thing to really keep in mind is it's not just about, um, you know, telling people what you do and not people, not just selling and not just saying, hey, you know, here, here's some extra tips. It's about being social. Right. Right. And so, like, it's the more you're focused on relationships and the more you're focused on, you know, I, my biggest question is, and I, I, this is my million-dollar question that I say to everybody when I talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. I would say, what's your focus right now? Mm-hmm. I never talk about myself first. Whenever I'm talking to someone else, I say, what is your focus? Mm-hmm. And then I align myself with that, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're not asking people what they care about, it won't matter to them. Right. You can't even start the conversation, right? Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is a what have you done for me lately type of society. Everybody's selfish. Everybody cares about themselves. Mm-hmm. But because we know that, we can take advantage of it, right. you know? It's easy, the, the <laughs> easiest thing for me to do is make a sale mm-hmm. because all I have to do is figure out what you want and mm-hmm. give it to you. Right. And then I've made a sale. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's like probably one of the most fundamental practices within like customer service in general. Yeah, essentially. yeah definitely. Like build that rapport with the customer, align with them, et cetera, et cetera. And then basically you have your product, you have your sale, boom, everyone walks away happy. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Man, listen, we have there's such a wealth of knowledge that you're bringing on the show right now, and I love it. Uh, what we're going to do is we are going to get into the games portion, a portion that you're already familiar yes, with. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Oh, with that being said, uh, first game that we have going up is Cool or Uncool, and it goes a little something like this. There we go. Uh-huh. So, I know it's been a while since you've been in uh, Cool Radio, so I will refresh your memory. Uh, in this game, I'm going to give you a bunch of scenarios, and you're going to let me know if they're cool or they're uncool. Okay, and you're going to provide me with some context as why you think they're cool or uncool, just Definitely. to make things interesting for the people listening and what have you. Okay. So, with that said, let's get started with the first one. <laughs> well, first of all, are you ready? Bro, I was born ready. There you go. Let's okay. Go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So first one we got, um, this week's snowfall. Cool or uncool? Uncool, man. Uncool. But to be fair, I just came back from Calgary. Like, I've been traveling Ooh, all around the country. So and caught that snowfall. I'm heading out to Halifax, you know. So to be honest, like, yeah. it's good. It's actually decent, bro. It's like at minus one, I'm walking out in t-shirt like, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> but do I like the snowfall? No, I'm tired of it, man. Right, I mean, right. I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be done. Yeah, man. Like, I've I'm, I'm been shoveling for, like, <laughs> multiple days straight. Like, I had to shovel, like, three man. times in one day, actually. Oh, no. Just to make sure that, like, the ice... No, it wouldn't freeze over into ice and like yeah, I would yeah. slip or anything oh, like that. Man, like I'm a condo so, or like apartment kind of guy, so uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. You're good. About it, You're man. good. You're like what driveway? What, what are these mortal problems you have to deal with? Pish posh. <laughs> oh man. Um. Let's. See. Ooh. Okay. So I'm not sure. Are you a Marvel head? I mean, I'm into it. Okay. Okay. Not against it. Where? Where? That that works for me. Um. So with that said. Netflix canceling all their Marvel shows. Cool or uncool? Oh, uncool, man. Yeah. Because I like, I rock with Netflix, man. Like, yeah. that's really where I watch most of my shows. Right, right. And, like, to take away, like, some awesome superheroes, man, it's like, why, yeah. we, why are you going to even do that, man? Like, I don't know. I don't mess with that. You know what? There's some politics behind it, man. Because, like, yeah. I, I kind of read up on this stuff from time to time. And basically, uh, Disney, they own Mar- Marvel, uh, like mm. Marvel Studios, basically. Just all of Marvel, basically, the comic books and all that stuff. Okay. So, what Disney is doing, they're, they're launching their own streaming services. It's called Disney oh, Plus. Okay. So I think it launches next year, and basically they're gonna own all the content under their umbrella. So like the Marvel oh, okay. stuff and like their classic Disney stuff. 
cetera, et cetera. Star Wars, all that. Exactly, yeah. So pretty much with all the Marvel shows that were on Netflix, like Luke Cage and Daredevil and all that, they belong to Disney. Wow. So essentially, they, Netflix sees that as a conflict of interest because they're now basically soliciting like their competition in a sense because beforehand they're just like yeah we'll pay you guys X amount of money we'll make a series out of it cool boom but now that they're doing their own thing it's like ooh that's, yeah we can't be can we you know you don't shit where you eat essentially right wow, yeah, yeah, so yeah. they were just pulling the plug on all these shows and it's like Damn. a couple of them you saw it coming like Iron Fist you saw it coming because they started off like very low but then they canceled Luke Cage it's like whoa whoa hold on hold on hold on what's happening y'all and then once they canceled Daredevil that's when it was serious because yeah. Daredevil had their best season by far recently I'm yeah. like whoa okay everyone's going like everyone's wow. going yeah man. So we'll, we'll see what happens um but let's keep it going though um memes cool on cool oh cool man cool cool yeah what no. what's a funny meme you've seen recently Man, that's too many, bro. I get like, <laughs> I get too many, man. I, I'm the type of guy that like, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I don't. I try not to like them publicly, but like, right. I like the most savage ones, you know? Like, right, right, I right. like the ones that you can only send to your group chat, you know? Yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. Be like, yo, yo, you see this, bro? <laughs> messed up, bro. Right, I like, right. um, I like, I like watching some of the six buzz stuff. Um, yeah. some of the stuff that I, I think. Some of the stuff that freaked me out lately yeah. is that zombie deer stuff, and like yeah. seeing any of that has freaked me out. But uh, no, I'm like, like memes. I, memes are not only for me like hella funny and cool and hilarious and entertaining. Yeah, but they're an incredible marketing tool, man. Oh, for sure. I have a friend of mine that like one of my clients actually. This guy, we built him up to like over twenty thousand. He just does memes and talks shit. It's amazing. Nice. It's amazing. That's hilarious. There's one meme that I found hilarious. I was I was like kind of deleting like pics off my phone or whatever, just spring cleaning and all that. And I saw this one meme that I, I screen captured a while back. And uh, did you you used to watch wrestling back in the day or not? Uh, not really, because really? my mom didn't let me. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's fair. <laughs> I was one of those kids, you know? Fair enough. Okay, so it was a wrestler, right? And he had, like, two titles like on, on each shoulder or whatever, right? So the the the, me, the caption said, <laughs> this, is all, this is all bad. The caption said, <laughs> when you lay in the pipe so good, and one of her friends asked, oh, I heard you're that guy. Oh, <laughs> and he just no. getting like this with, like, with oh, the two championship belts. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's so oh, savage. No, that's savage. <laughs> oh, man. And you know what? we'll do one more, actually, because I think we were, we were just talking about this uh, off air. Uh, Oscars, cool or uncool? Hmm. Um, I, w- I would say, like, you know, they're cool if you're out there winning one. You yeah. know? Um, do I watch it, though? Do I care about it? Not really. Right, You right. know, like, I, I, I'm sort of <laughs> indifferent towards it, actually. But, uh, you know, if I got an Oscar and I was holding one or if someone had one, I'd be like, well, that's cool. Like, yeah, you yeah. know? <laughs> I wouldn't be like, oh, you're uncool for having an Oscar. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to, like, if they invited me to come to it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, of course I'll come, you know? Yeah, for sure. But, again... It, do, do I want to watch it? Do I care? I'm like, nah. I'm right. Here, you know. That's fair. That's fair. I've been like that for like literally. I just like see all years. these other people win in and I'm like, this is making me stressed out. I want to go and work and like yeah. actually get some stuff done so I can win. It's you like, know? why am I being lazy right now? Mind you, you just that, worked your ass off like two days ago. I know, even <laughs> still. But you know, like it stresses me out because it makes me motivated to get up and like win my own awards. Right. For sure. For sure. I, I feel the same way about it. So let's get into the second game now. This one is my personal favorite game of, of the two. I call this one, I'd quit the game. Everyone remembers this game because it, it's <laughs> so memorable. <laughs> now, just as another refresher, uh, in this game, uh, you are in an alternate universe, keyword alternate, where you are the eligible, uh, eligible bachelor. So you're wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. <laughs> 
And there comes a point in everyone's life where they got to quit the game. So they got to settle down, move into the White House with the, uh, with the white picket fence, with a tire swing, apple pie cooling on the windowsill, Spud <laughs> McKenzie-looking dog, all that stuff. If you had to quit the game for one of these two ladies that I've handpicked for you, who would you quit the game for? Would you quit the game for Jennifer Hudson or Kelly Rowland? Ooh. Ooh. I know. Ugh. I know. Honestly, um, I'm going to have to go with Jennifer Hudson. And I okay. think I think Kelly Rowland is, uh, like, adorable. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's cute and she's talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I still feel like if I was with Kelly Rowland and, like, Jennifer Hudson was like, hey, boo, what's up? I'd be like, yeah. okay, you know, I'm sorry, Kelly. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, Jennifer's a winner. You know what oh, I mean? Like, oh, my she God. She goes out here God. and wins and she's independent, you know, like. You did your best song was with Nelly, like and like Ooh, I'm sorry, like fire. and you're like second Damn. rate of the Destiny's Child, man. Like I'm, I'm no and again, mind you, I watched Netflix for like ten hours a day, so yeah. I'm not like a better person than her, you know. <laughs> but you know, oh my God. but that being said, if it was, I'd probably choose Jennifer Hudson. Also, Jennifer Hudson is absolutely gorgeous and beautiful, right. so I, I I'd probably go with that. And I like the voice too, right? So. Well, I was going to say there's no wrong answer, but God damn, it's like shit. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, ladies and gents, we still have more Bo Pinto in studio, and we're going to go into our Trip Talk segment right after the break. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio, and we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the show. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to the show. It's Matt G. I'm cool. It's Cool Radio. I'm cool now. Bo Pinto, man. We... We were just having some intense talks right now, but I think I don't know. I feel like I, I I'm gonna I feel like I have to try and shoehorn what we just said like on the air. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but it was great stuff. It was great stuff. Anyways, I digress. Uh, we're going against some more great stuff, and that means trip talk. All right. So three of the hottest topics that took over pop culture this week, and we're gonna start off with something that actually does involve social media. So go figure. Um, speaking of R&B people that we were just talking about as well, Solange, who just recently came out with an album which was supposed to come out in the fall, but hey, surprise, surprise, she came out with an album. Um, she basically made the uh, social media website Black Planet relevant again. So she went on Twitter to promote uh, Black Planet. I don't know if she was part of like a relaunch strategy or whatever the case may be, but she tweeted it out. I can't remember what the exact tweet was, but she basically had people going on Black Planet again, and some people were actually logging onto their original pages and trying to like refreshing them up and what have you, and she refreshing hers up as well. And so when I heard about that story, it got me thinking, what social media platforms were we using before the big ones? So like before the MySpace, before Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, because that was more like later 2000s, I would say, whereas websites like Black Planet or let's say T.Wire, for example. We all had T.Wire. <laughs> that was more like, Mid 2000s, so like right when we were in high school, roughly, I would say. I, I didn't um, own enough fitted caps to be on T.Wire. <laughs> I think I couldn't make it. I think I had at least three. I think I had three. <laughs> Mind you, I had braids back in the day, right? Like, I didn't even need a fitted cap, but that was the thing. So and like, I you actually. had to have like a fullback. Couldn't it be like a snapback or a strapback or anything? Like, yeah, yeah, it had to be the fullback. It had to be fitted. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, Oh man, I remember those days, man. But yeah, what, what sites do you have? I know you said T.Wire just now. I mean, I, I, like I said, I wasn't even on T.Wire. I mean, you know, it's funny enough because like, 
this is my career now, but when I was when I was younger, uh, when Facebook first came out, everyone was talking about it. Yeah. And the people in my school that were talking about it, they were like the popular kids. And yeah. I mean, I was pretty popular myself, but sort of in the different group. Right, right. And so I saw them and I was like, nah, it's Facebook is so stupid. You guys are lame, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And then this is what I do for, my, for a living now. So yeah, I right, mean, I don't <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, I did MySpace. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I don't even remember. I think prior to MySpace, for me, what my social media was was like MSN. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course. Of you course, had yeah. your status that was updates. The OG, yeah. You know, you had your your friends list, right? <laughs> you could see who was in a relationship with who based on who had the hearts in their name. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Bruh, that was my thing. And then prior to that, it would have to be like text, like you know, text. Actually, I didn't have a. I don't know if I had a, even had a phone back then. Yeah, but I, like, I was gonna say like, <laughs> like te- text groups. Yeah, you know, I just mass text everybody, and that would be my social media. Right, right. And you know, it's funny because like our social media was so primitive in, in comparison to what's happened today. Oh my god, yeah. And um, it's it's funny because like you tell someone who's like, let's say like. 15 about this whatever like what the hell is that and i'm just like See, <laughs> you weren't even around for that fam you weren't even around for that what do you mean <laughs> you weren't ready for that man. right but yeah it's funny because like for me i think the first social network network that i, that I was part of was msn right like right. instant messenger like i know the uh, aol messenger yeah icq and all that stuff <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, yeah yeah but like msn oh, was man. my thing like you saw the status updates and like if there was like a girl that you liked you try to pretend like you're like offline or whatever just to make it look like you were busy or some shit like that but then when she pops up it's like yeah i'm online now i'm yeah, online yeah, yeah, yeah. what's she, up girl what's that way up? she gets a little ding <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly you know, it's, like, like, it's like the moment that goes like, oh my gosh she's online. She's online. What do I do? What do? <laughs> and like that was like around the time where webcams started becoming a thing whatever and what yeah, happened yeah, yeah. like a webcam to do a display picture. I remember buying a webcam too. Yeah, oh, for so sure. Weird, yeah. It was weird, right? And then the selfie was invented that time. Like, where you actually yeah. have a digital camera yeah. and people t- forgot to turn off the flash. So you saw the flash in the mirror or whatever. And I'm just like, why? You take off the flash. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that like, was a savage time. Right? <laughs> like, I had Emerson. That was like, like grade seven for me Like when I, when I first yeah. did it. And then you had, um, and you know, you know the joke is actually, when it came to my uh, handle or what my email address was, it never really changed. It was DJ Manzik. That's like my first two initials and my last name. Mm-hmm. And like I've had that since then. Mind you, I've changed service or whatever, but I've had that since then. But then other people had like baby girl dying piece or some shit like that. Oh my <laughs> like, God, <man. laughs> you know what's funny? Like being in social media, I get everyone's like passwords and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's the, it's the type of stuff that they think no one else is going to hear, right? right? So, uh, you know, some of these like full grown adults, their password is like babyfat69. I'm like, <laughs> You need to stop. You need to stop this right now. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days. Crazy. Oh, man. But yeah, I had that. I had Black Planet. I had. Uh, did you ever have. Did you ever hear about. People, not a lot of people know about this, but did you ever have Meet Me to You as, as one of your social networks? No, it sounds familiar, but I don't remember yeah, using it. I think that was the first one I Like outside of MSN, that was like, the first one I did. That's why I started finding out about like people in the like, GTA or whatever. Like. This girl goes to that school. It's like, where's that? And where they? Mm-hmm. Where the hell is Vaughn? What? What's Vaughn? Right? I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> They're like the Christopher Columbus of Toronto. You're yeah. like Vaughn. Yeah. I haven't traveled there yet. I know, like Ajax. <laughs> How far is Ajax from Mississauga? Hmm. Oh, Can I bust yeah. it there? Yeah. You're, you're going on, you're going like a map where I was like, she's like, not that hot. All that. Like there was one girl who I was talking to who was like in Oshawa. I'm just like, man, if you weren't so far, if you were at least in Oak. Or like downtown, maybe <laughs> I could make it happen. No, maybe, no. just maybe Scarborough, maybe. <laughs> but Oshawa, that's like 
way over there. You no, know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's not. It's not like Oshawa is like has the prime real estate of. of uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be nice, and right. Politically correct. Listen, when I was in college, somebody told me that they call it the dirty schwa. I was yeah. like, Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you serious? And she was actually from there, so I'm like, Wow, that's. That sounds like an STD, man. Like the, Dude, like... Yo, I, yo, you, you caught that dirty schwan? <laughs> it does, man. I heard a guy one day went down there and, like, this work girl walked out to him. She's like, hey, uh, you know, if you give me 10 bucks, I'll, I'll give you a blowjob or whatever, right? Oh, wow. He's like, I only have a quarter. He, she's like, that's fine. <laughs> I was like, no. And it, the problem was he didn't finish the story either. So I was like, ah, you mother. Yeah, <laughs> you're a nasty mother. <laughs> no! it's a good, good way to spend a quarter. No! I mean, shit, I mean. No! Can't pass up a deal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, yuck. <laughs> like, how do you go for $10 to a quarter? Like, that's yeah. how you know, like, it's bad. <laughs> it's a significant discount. Jeez, man. I mean, <laughs> Learn how to haggle at least. <laughs> know your worth, sweetheart. Know your worth. You want that ten dollars? You earn that shit. You exactly. don't settle for less. Exactly. You settle for nine fifty at the lowest. <laughs> oh man, but no, that's that's that. Like, I mean, good for for Solange for doing that. I mean, that also went into promotion for her album as well because mm-hmm. I think within that interview that she was doing about you know commenting on uh, Black Planet she's talking about how her album was going to come out in fall but then boom surprise she puts it out so now mm. i'm actually inclined to listen to it not just because of that but i heard her uh her other album the seat of the table which was like 3 years ago i heard that was really good i still haven't had the chance to listen to that yet so i'm actually going to give that a chance and then i'm going to listen to this one afterwards just so i can understand like why everyone was so hyped up and what have you and like mm. i kind of feel like it was all part of that that triangle between her, Jay-Z, and, and Beyonce. Cause cause she cause Beyonce put out Lemonade, she put out that one, and then Jay-Z put out 444. So mm-hmm. it's all part of the, the connecting universe of, of, yeah, yeah, of, the of, Carters of the... trifling yeah, stuff, yeah. whatever. And then J and B come out with their Avengers of an album with uh, everything is love, whatever, which concludes the trilogy or whatever that you want to call it. <laughs> so oh, it's good stuff, man. I'm not I'm not mad at it. It's all good. Um, either way, uh, what do you guys think? Let me know what your thoughts are at Cool Radio CC and share them on all social media platforms. Now, let's get into more of Trip Talk, shall we? And I'm trying to figure out which one I have up next. I'm just going to open up my tablet real quick and find out what the next story is. And it is, oh, yes, okay. <laughs> this is sticky. All right. Um, so, Drake's father, um, Mr. Graham, I can't remember what his first name is, to be honest, but we will call it Mr. Graham. Because uh, technically that's right. Uh, he uh, kind of caught a little bit of backlash when he said that he is in support of Robert Kelly ah. and uh, Jesse Smollett, the uh, character, or rather yet the actor who plays the character Jamal in Empire. Mm. And I don't have the exact statements of what he said, but generally basically said that he's giving out his support to those artists. Now, mm. as we all know, uh, this week, uh, Jesse Smollett turned – well, actually that was last week, but – Coming into this week as well, he turned himself into police because they had a warrant out for his arrest because he falsified a police report oh, wow. based on the uh, fiasco that happened with him and the two Nigerian gentlemen uh, who tried to stage an attack on him, uh, try to make him more racially and more uh, sexually motivated in terms of his orientation and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that backfired um, because a lot of evidence is coming out saying that it was all a hoax. It was all WWE-ified, essentially. <laughs> um, and now, uh, Jussie is stating that it was because he was under a drug influence and what have you, and how he hasn't been treated for certain drugs. And then going back to the R. Kelly uh, situation, R. Kelly was arrested uh, for yet another tape. 
Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stop filming it, man. Like, if you're going to do it, like... What's th- this world today in social media, man, everybody just wants to film their crimes, man. Stop snitching on yourselves. And that's not even that's not even the beauty of it. Well, there's no beauty in it. Yeah, well, but like, yeah. That's not even like the knee slapper. Here, here's the kicker. So allegedly, I don't know this for a fact, but allegedly, and this is according to multiple reports, that there is actually a section in the tape where he actually identifies the girl as a 14-year-old. So he does it by saying the following, and I quote, based on the reports coming out, he says, give me that 14-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And I'm just like, ugh. Bruh. Yeah, like, ugh, yeah, first of all. But I'm just like, ugh, like, really? Like, haven't we done this before? Like, there was literally, like, what when was it? Two thousand and two when the, when the uh, when the story came out about the the sex tape with the fourteen year old where, where he pissed on the girl, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so all of this to me is 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 just mind boggling because I get it. You want to support your fellow artists, but at the same time, when all these things are coming in, you may want to take a step back and be like, whoa, what's really going on? At mm-hmm. least wait until you have all the facts and what have you. But based on what we're seeing in the reports right now, it's like. Dude, you don't want to put your support behind two guys who they have evidence on their alleged crimes or what have you. So mm-hmm. what's your reaction to all this? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he knows them personally, right? Yeah. I think that like <clears throat> I think that when you know somebody personally, things are you you look at the situation differently, mm-hmm. you know? Um and I think that it's kinda like, you know, when you see a guy kill a bunch of people and then his mom shows up. Yeah to the court and like is crying for the fact that that her kid is going to jail like she loves that kid Mm -hmm. you know and like whether that kid has you know turned into something else um there's always still that relationship there right and i think that um you know probably what i'm assuming is that he knows those people on a personal level to a certain degree Mm -hmm. um and if he doesn't if he's just showing support like yeah, who knows? Maybe he's on drugs too. Yeah, um, but like, I I just think like, uh, he also probably just doesn't understand PR as well as he should. Right, and I think that's probably the main issue. And, and also, things can also be taken out of context to a certain degree as well, right? Of course, of course. Like, um, you know. <clears throat> We're in a headline society right now where someone will say, hey, here's the headline. Yep. And then you go, oh, well, that's the whole story. Like, right. no, like that's a headline. Right. right. You got to read the rest of it. This is clickbait. Right. right. And it's and that goes into what I've been saying for I can't even know how long now, but I've been saying it like religiously that we are in the outrage era where we get outraged and triggered immediately right. yeah, by the definitely. first thing that we see without diving into the entire story, the complexity of the story and without mm-hmm. even getting all the context. Hell, I was guilty of that. A few weeks ago when I first announced the story of Jesse Smollett getting uh, beaten down. Because when you hear, like, the main points of the story, it's, like, getting beat down, black gay man. They said MAGA country, called him, allegedly called him the F word within the gay community as far as that epitaph is concerned. And it's just like, well, who would who would question that? And who would even wonder if that was ho- a hoax or not yeah. in, in, in the regards of Jesse Smollett, right? Because you're part of that community. So mm-hmm. like, you wouldn't even question that, especially in the turbulent times we're in right now. Mm-hmm. But then like, when you see more and more facts and evidence come, come to light, you're just like, man, yeah. dude, like, did you really concoct this whole scheme? Like, What were you thinking? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's terrible, man. A lot of these guys, like, doing something like that, they don't realize that like there's there's real stuff like that out there happening. Of course. And when you do something like that, what you're doing is you're you're making it so that anybody else who's really dealing with it and coming forward with stuff like that 
it's likely that they might not be believed now because who knows if people are doing that if exactly. they're making it up and I, I think for me I mean like I, again I don't I don't know him I don't know the exact whole story but I was outraged as well when I heard that right and it's hard enough as it is to get people outside of certain communities to believe that these things are happening like take for example when NWA first came out and they were talking about all the crimes that happened within Compton or whatever mm-hmm. and no one outside of their peripherals you know, we're believing anyone in general for that. Mm-hmm. And then everyone kept on saying, oh, it's all gangster rap, it's all misogynist, it's all violent, et cetera, et cetera. But then three years later, when Ronnie King, or uh, sorry, yeah, Ronnie King, Ronnie King, right? Yeah, yeah, Ronnie King. Uh, when Ronnie King got beat up by the police through that dash cam footage and it made national headlines, it's like, oh, they were actually right. Yeah. This is actually happening. Right. And then fast forward to, let's say, let's say 2008, for example. You were seeing a lot more footage of unarmed black individuals getting beaten down or being killed. Like so, you had like since then you've had Sandra Bland, you've had Trayvon Martin, you've had um, you've had uh, uh, what's the name of this uh, Oscar Grant. Uh, you've you've had so many people, so many countless people who have been assaulted and or killed by by law enforcement, and they're mm-hmm. unarmed as well. And these are stories that wouldn't have been believed had it not been for cameras on our phones essentially yeah, yeah, right? yeah. and exactly. that's the best way of getting these stories out otherwise they're kind of swept under the rug so to speak Definitely. so you know when something like this happens it makes it like you said it makes it that much harder for it to to prove that it was truth because at the end of the day you've you kind of did like a boy who cried wolf type of thing where it's like oh well they're probably just pulling off a Justin now. They're pulling off a Justin. You have that 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 guy from that TV show, yeah. And like he just kind of messed it up for anyone going forward, unless yeah. if that person happens to be a white person, then of course you know white privilege kind of kicks in and what have you, yeah. But then yeah, every, then everyone believes you, it, right? Exactly. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. and what I didn't like about the scenario was the fact that you know a lot of uh, a lot of stories were uh, putting out that he was unhappy with his pay uh, on the show that he's on and what have you. And I'm like, dude, you're getting paid 64000 per episode. Mm-hmm. Per episode. Half the people in Canada aren't even making that kind of money in a year. You're making that per episode. And you're yeah. getting mad that other people are getting paid more than you? I mean, are you getting mad at Taraji B. Henson for getting paid more than you? Because she's been in the industry since, like, 2001. Mm. Are you getting mad at, at, at Terrence Howard, who's been – in the industry since like ninety five, like the first movie I saw him in was Sunset Park, and that was ninety six. That was when <laughs> that was when Fredro Star and Sticky Fingers were relevant in, in rap game. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, come God. on, man! Like you, you got to put some respect on people's name in that regard. And yeah, yeah. if you're unhappy about your situation, then find a way to fix it constructively. I should mm-hmm. say. But yeah, like maybe add more value too. Exactly. Yeah, like I thought he would have taken <clears throat> off by now, like based on the show and what have you, and like just kind of capitalize off of that. <clears throat> but apparently, I guess not. Um. Yeah. But yeah, man. Going back to Drake's dad, man. I think you 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 made the point earlier, man. Just like you need better PR, essentially, right? Because some people don't know what it's like to be on stage, right? They don't know what it's like to be on that on these like public platforms. Yeah. Right. Like I, I've. I've been on social media long enough to know that there's certain things I just don't say publicly anymore. You right. Know? I, I, you know, I used to be the type of guy that would go online and like, I state my opinion boldly and yeah. loudly. And now I just, I'm like, you just, you know what? Unless it's something that I know that I know something well. Yeah. Like if I'm talking about social media, I'll tell people you need to get your sh- together. You know, right, right, right. I'm like, you suck at this because you're doing this. And, right. and the people can go, oh, but they know I'm right, right. Right. Whereas if I say like politically, if you like Donald Trump, then unfollow yeah. me. Then I get this whole like, blah, 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 blah. Right, like exactly. oh my God, it's not worth it for me. Anymore. It's like, you know what? This isn't the hill I want to die on today. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, it's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, like there's, 
sometimes where like I just want to state my opinion on something. It could be something small. It could be talking about like basketball, or whatever, right? Like I can say something like Kobe Bryant is not top five all time, <laughs> right? And right. that will get people triggered. How <laughs> dare you? He is a Jordan of our generation. He is a Laker. He wears purple and gold. Damn it! Da 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 da. Like like the other day, I was talking about and like I'm a basketball head, right? So like the other day, I was talking about how. I am no longer calling Magic Johnson Magic Johnson. I'm now calling him Irvin Johnson. I'm calling him by his government because the way he's mishandled the Lakers organization since taking it over has been just deplorable. Mm. And then, again, like you said, hate, 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 how dare you, he's always magic. He's magic on the court, but not in the boardroom. Hell no. No, he's terrible. He's black magic in the courtroom. You know what I mean? He is terrible. He is juju. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. So, like, yeah, it's like I get exactly what you mean, right? That's more small scale, but mm-hmm. definitely understand what you mean by that. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, but nonetheless, ladies and gents, listening at home, watch this on YouTube later, listening on the podcast later on. What do you think? Let me know on all social media platforms at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. Now, final topic of the segment, man. We got to get into this right here. Uh, we have got to get into <clears throat> Chloe Kardashian. All right. Now, I try to make Cool Radio a Kardashian slash Jenner free zone. <laughs> Because they are a cult of the highest order, and I refuse to drink their Kool Aid. Um, but this one—sorry, is Chloe the ugly one, or Courtney's I... <laughs> the the semi cute one, and then there's Kim. Chloe's the ugly one, right? I mean, by popular by popular opinion, quote unquote, Chloe would be the least desirable one. I would say. Yo, I remember back in the day, I was watching a video from what was. This? This YouTuber from way back, like 10 years ago, like 08, 09, that's when he was popping. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He goes by the name of Mr. Shy City. And he used to do like videos where like, you won't see his face. You'll just hear his, you'll just hear him talking in the camera, basically. You'll just, mm. and he's talking about like, um, like what he has in his fridge and like if he's bringing a girl over, he'll have different assortments of drinks. Like even want like the fruit drinks in <laughs> case she brings her kid over. I got these drinks right here. Oh, no. If she's a bougie girl, I got all these wines and everything like that. Like it was hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, he's talking about, uh, I think it was at the time where Chloe was dating Lamar Odom, and he was talking about how Lamar Odom is <laughs> so wrong. He's like, you could have had your choice of either Courtney or Kim. You could have had a Beamer or a Benz. And he's like, bruh, you chose a Saturn. You chose <laughs> oh, a no. You went to the lot, and you got yourself a broke-down Saturn. <laughs> oh, man. Poor girl, man. But that's that's how it is. That's literally how I identified her. I was like, it's the it's the lesser oh, one? Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. Savage. Oh man, it was truly savage, man. <laughs> Damn, she's still getting it too, man. I, I the, a, a part of me almost feels bad for her. You know what I mean? Like, she's a Kardashian, but still. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> so last week, you know, Twitter was in an uproar when it was discovered that Tristan Thompson had cheated again <laughs> on Khloe Kardashian. The first time he did it was sometime last year where he was caught in a club with two women. Cameras on him. Like, security camera is on thing him. Or was that, is that what that is? Sorry, sorry? Is there something to do with Brampton? Is it- well, yeah, because Tristan Thompson, he, he is from Brampton. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, the team that LeBron was on and what have you previously. He still plays on that team. Um, but, yeah, he's from Brampton. So okay, there you go. It was, it's a whole Brampton, Brampton man thing that happens. Like, he's a Brampton man, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, which he's kind of living up to the stereotype at this point. But, anyways. Um, so, yeah, he cheated on this girl in a club. 
uh, sometime last year. And there's two women that he was with in the club, and like one of them was giving him like a friggin' like uh, a motorboat, basically, <laughs> and then the other one was kind of touching on his inner thigh a little bit. So you see where that was going. And then there's another uh, scenario where he was walking to a hotel with a girl not named Khloe Kardashian, basically, mm, mm. and we can obviously imagine what happened after that. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> meanwhile, all the meanwhile, that was while. He, Chloe was pregnant with their child. So, oh, lad. Yes. Very messy. Yeah. So, fast forward to last week, and he cheated on not just any girl, but basically, she, he cheated with a girl by the name of Jordan Woods. Now, Jordan Woods apparently is a friend of the Kardashian slash Jenner family. Oh, yeah. So, she is a close associate, I guess you could say, of, uh, I think it's Kylie Jenner. I always get Kylie and Kendra. And Ken, sorry, Kendall, Kendall yeah. confused. I was about to say Kendall surprise. <laughs> Kendall surprise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. But uh, yeah, Kylie and yeah, I think it was Kylie that she's friends with. Either I don't know. It's I really don't know the difference. One of the, yeah, two, it's one honestly. of those two. If you put both of them beside, yeah, I wouldn't know. Like, I, no I wouldn't know. The, the 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 Kardashians, yes, I know, but not the 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 Jenner ones. They they look the same to me. But anyways, I feel like Kylie is the lip one. The you lip. Know? She's just got like the lip. She had a lip injections, like, you know what I mean? Oh, oh like the Botox. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, the super lip injection. I okay. feel like Kendall's the Pepsi one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> but I get confused with them. I still do though, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, again, I digress. So, um, so yeah, so Carly or Kendall, whichever one of the two, devastated, hurt, da da da, betrayed, et cetera, et cetera. And so Jordan, she wanted to clear her name in the air and what have you. <laughs> and she went on. A show called The Red Table, and that's a show that's hosted by Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm. I think that's on on social media, it's like YouTube, Facebook. It, it's on that type of platform. Mm-hmm. So she went to her because apparently she has been friends with the the Smith Pinkett family for quite some time now, and so she's delivering her side of the story. And while she's doing this, I don't know if it was on a live Facebook broadcast or whatever the case may be, but either way, if it was during the broadcast or after the fact, Chloe was commenting on this. Uh, via Twitter, and basically said, you're the reason my family is ruined now. And she kept on saying this, that, and the third, and what have you. Yeah. So um, I guess my question is at this point is, what, what's your take on, on the situation based on what I've divulged? Well, I mean, sounds like he just doesn't care about relationships. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, I think he's he he has a kid with her, and he has that thing going, and... He just has sex with whoever he wants. I, right. That's what it sounds like. Right. I don't. I wouldn't blame the girls. I'd just say that that's he's out there making those decisions, right. you know. And some people are meant for monogamy, and some people are not. Right. And it sounds like he's not, and nor does he care about it. In straight Brampton fashion as well. You're <laughs> <laughs> like he's a straight off Brampton man right now. It's oh man, bad. Yeah. <laughs> like I, what? You like, know what though? I will say this too: is that what's interesting about men and women <laughs> is that women spend their whole life practicing how to say no, you know? Um, Whereas men, we spend our whole life chasing. Right. And so when you get to a position like he's in where he's famous and he's rich and all this stuff is happening and Mm -hmm. all this attention is coming to him Mm -hmm. and he's dating one of the most, like, revered women in in, in the entire world, right, right? as far as, like, the, the, the family status goes. And social the status and social right? Yeah. So, you know, now he's he's desired, and, and, and men, when do we learn to say no? We don't learn to say right. no. We learn to say, like, hey, can you say yes, right? Yeah. So I think, and not to say that I'm saying that his actions are justified or whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, that's just how he's living. Right. You know? And it's interesting because <clears throat> this is all, it, it's a tangled web, really, because... Mm-hmm. He had a girlfriend that he was dating in Toronto that he 
uh, that he impregnated, and <laughs> oh and this was the time where he cheated on her with Khloe Kardashian, ironically enough. So he ended that relationship, jumped on Khloe Kardashian's bandwagon, oh and God. then he ends up cheating on her while she's pregnant with with his, with his baby. So it's just a very ironic how everything kind of intertwines with one another, essentially, because yeah. What happened to his ex-girlfriend is now what happened to Chloe. And Chloe, a lot of people say Chloe lured her away or lured him away from his former girlfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so now the same thing's happening to her or whatever. So some people are saying, well, that's karma, that's karma, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's just like, you like at a certain point in time, like, man, woman, whatever, like, this guy's in his late 20s. I get it. You're an NBA star. But you don't have to live the life of Mr. Casanova just because you're – uh, just because you're an athlete. And mm. I don't know if his deal is he wants to be known for more than something as more than like LeBron's sidekick or it's not even LeBron's sidekick. He's one of his role players basically because like he just does like the little stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And like I don't know if it's a case where he wants to be known as more than just LeBron's teammate slash former teammate. Maybe that's why he hooked up with a Kardashian. Like to this day, I'll never understand why successful men want to get a Kardashian. Like, yeah. I, I don't get it. Like, they don't need to. Like, Kanye and all these people, if they want to go for it, but they really don't need to. They don't need that celebrity status because they already have it on their own. Mm-hmm. And I guess Tristan wants to be part of that social circle. That's the only thing that I can think of. Um, but at the end of the day, like, as a as an adult, like, you got to know when to say no, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's not like this is the first time he ever did it. Like, you did it previously before with Chloe. And then you did it previously again with your old girlfriend. So it's just like, is infidelity something that just runs through you? Like, is it more of like something that's, that's passed down through family? Like, I know some people kind of blame it on like their parents are not having a good yeah, you know, structure within raised, the home or what that. have you. So yeah. I don't know if it's that. Like, but like, I, it feels like he just doesn't care. Like, the way he's like doing it. it, too. Is that even being, like, discreet about it? Like, he's just overtly not caring at all. Yeah, like, and he knows he's famous. He yeah. knows he's out there. People are watching and taking pictures or whatever. He just yeah. doesn't give a shit. And the funny thing is, actually, you're, we're talking about taking pictures. Apparently, the night that it happened, like, he was at a party. He was hosting a party, allegedly. And he hosted a, a gang of people, including Jordan, Jordan Woods. And he told everybody at the gate to drop your phone in this bucket so that no pictures would be shown on social media or taken and what have you. But lo and behold, the story still comes out anyway. So it's wow. like, if you're like, like the fact that you would invite people to a party and not have one person not suspect a thing. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's an idiot. I don't know if he thinks he's trying to have smart people. I don't know. What is the, like, I don't know. I just think he doesn't care. And I think like, he's, he, maybe he's an idiot, like for what he's doing, but, you know, I used to think some people. I used to think my dad. My dad used to say some stuff where he would be like, he'd go to country style, and he'd ask for Timbits. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know? and I'm like, and I used to laugh thinking like, oh, he doesn't know any better. And yeah. I realized he just doesn't care, right? <laughs> like he says Timbits because like f you country style. You know, right, he's right, like right. whatever. So it's like it's not that people are stupid. It's just he doesn't really give a f. You know, right. like it, it's funny you say that actually because I remember um, whenever we used to go to like. Whenever I used to go, like, eat fast food with my dad or whatever, right? Like, we used to go to, like, Wendy's a lot and what have you. And, like, Wendy's, like I said, you large size fries, you biggie size fries. That was the thing back back whenever. I don't know if that's still a thing with, with Wendy's right now. But they say, you know, biggie fries. So, like, if you want large size, like, biggie size of fries. Yeah. So, whenever he would go to, like, a Burger King or, or a McDonald's, he would say, yeah, biggie size of fries. But I think for him, <laughs> he was just so used to saying biggie size, right? Because he used to go yeah. to Wendy's more, more than anything, whatever. Yeah, biggie yeah. size of fries. But there were no way he's talking about, like, large size of fries or, or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they thought, like, he was, like, super foreign or something like that. But I, <laughs> I always thought it was hilarious. Like, biggie size of fries. I'm like, Dad, it's just, it's just large. Wendy's is, is I think those guys know though. Like the the retail people are there. They 
they know, right? Like, it's yeah, like, yeah. I go to Starbucks, I'm like, give me a medium. They're like, all right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not called a medium, but right. we get who you are exactly. as a person. <laughs> it's like, wait, like, come on, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't, yeah. like I'm sorry, uh, Venti, or, or is that tall? I don't know what they are. I man. honestly have <laughs> no idea. I know a small is a tall, and the only reason I know that is because I, I'm a smaller guy, and right. the fact that I, like, the fact that it's called tall is something yeah. that I would want to associate with, you know? Sure. I'm like, so I'm like, that's me in a cup right there. Yeah. Wanting to be tall, but I'm actually small. Right. <laughs> sure. Oh, man. But yeah, man. I, yeah, like you said, I don't think Tristan cares at all. Like, he really doesn't. No. He like, doesn't. in true Brampton Man fashion, he does not care. Like, what, 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 what is Chloe going to do? You know what I mean? Be upset? It's like, <laughs> you're not Kim. Stop. All right. Oh, <laughs> first of all, well, she can't be upset. <laughs> no, like, what is he really worried about? Like, is there going to be a lawsuit against him? You know, is he going to get sniped? No, he's just going to get more ass all day. Like, right. he, he's living his best life, man. Oh my god, <laughs> man, jeez, man. Again, not I would never want to be part of that family. Man. Not like, a chance. Oh my god, not it's not worth all. it. It's not worth it. And now there's reports, you know, saying that Kylie, who's dating. Travis Scott mm-hmm. apparently he cheated on her recently. I just yeah. I just saw the headline I think today or yesterday. See, that's stupid mainly because she's probably like a billionaire now. I don't know if that's uh, exactly how much she made or whatever her right. company's worth a billion. Yeah. But like that's a reason to stay, you know. If she's rich as hell, like yeah. stick around. Oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so like why would you want to cheat? Like that's the thing that like if we're at least talking from like a dollars dollars and cents standpoint, why would you want to Cheat on a girl who's worth a gold mine. You know what yeah. I mean? You know like, what, too, though? But cheating, you know, the thing about cheating is that cheating is really just like we set expectations and we set standards. Yeah. And then did you adhere to those? Did you follow through with that? Right. And so for some couples, like, you know, to be hooking up with other people, it's not cheating yeah. because that's the expectations that they set. Right. So right. we don't know what is Their between them. Is, right. Yeah. yeah. But if that's the case, then, like, let's say they're in a quote unquote open relationship. Yeah. If that's the case, then why have a headline saying that he or she cheated? You know what I mean? Like, like, did they say that? Did, did she say that? Or well, and that's the thing. I, I never looked at the headline. Like, I just saw it on my timeline. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So like, that's why I don't really know what's going on. Like, it just right. said that he allegedly cheated on Kylie or something like yeah, that. So yeah. I have no idea what's going on. And cheating can mean a million things. It too, really right? it could, could be. It could be like, hey, like, uh, you know, he said hello to some girl that, like, whatever, yeah. or, you know, or whatever, you know. So I don't know. For me, I. Man, I'm just trying to out here get my money. I don't care about what they be right, doing. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's what we were talking about, like, you know, formalities and what have Because, like, I feel like um, when we just said open relationship, for example, me personally, I feel like o- open relationship is a clean way of staying friends with benefits. Yeah, that, yeah That's yeah. what I personally There's think. There's a difference between, like, friends with benefits and polyamory, you know? Like, polyamory is, is actually a lot of work because being in one relationship is yeah. hard. Right. It's, like, time-consuming and it's, like, energy-draining. And, like, if you're in two relationships or even three, like, yeah. bruh, trust me, I've right. been there and it's not worth it. Like, so, like, you got to narrow that thing down, you know? Right, right. Um, and, uh, but a real relationship uh, versus, like, is polyamory and then, like, sort of that friends with benefits, someone you just hook up with randomly, That that's more like friends with benefits, you know? Right. I, I guess I, I can see it from, from that standpoint. I guess just, like, because I see some videos on, like, YouTube and stuff like that, like, people try to break down the differences, but the more they do, the more, for me at least, it just circles back to friends of benefits. It's Basically, like, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like, okay, so, like, you can hook up with whoever you want, but at the same time, you're going to get mad if they hook up with this person at this particular time. I'm just like, right, right, right. but you don't really have any ownership on them because you're kind of doing the same thing. So, like, how is this yeah. our relationship? They, like, just call friends of benefits. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to do that, that's cool. Like, 
like do whatever you want with anyone you want and then go back to each other at the end of the day. That's cool, but like just say just call for what it is. You know what I mean? Like keep mm-hmm. the same energy. Like own it. Like it's friends with benefits. Same energy, yeah, yeah, it's friends with benefits. Yeah. I'm doing this on the side with this dude. Meanwhile, I'll go back to yeah, like just say that. Like, mm-hmm. who cares? Who yeah, cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like even saying like open relationship is just a sticky you know, kind of category to put it in anyway. Just say every every relationship, technically speaking, is an open relationship. There's nobody that is like, unless you're two people that it's the end of the world and it's just you two, then it's a closed relationship. There's no one else involved, you know? Right. But relationships in general can be friendships. It can be family. Of course, right? of course. So like every relationship is open. Is the, the, the standards that you set and the expectations that you set right. that, that really matter. So to be more specific, would it be more correct uh, to say romantic relationship in that regard if you want to specify things down to the middle? Shoot, even then, right? Like, I think every relationship is unique. So it's like whatever, like whatever you establish in in that individual relationship is what makes it that. Whether you call it friends with benefits, whether you call it open relationship, whether you call it, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, <laughs> husband, wife. Like, bro, there's so many. The world is such a large spectrum when it comes to sexuality and relationships oh, yeah. these days. So it's hard to know. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you on that. And with that said, <laughs> it is time for our final segment of the evening. So, on that note. <clears throat> Who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of coonery this week? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. This week's Wankster of the Week goes to a lady who called the police on a black man. Why? Because his dog was humping on her dog. <laughs> I can't make this up, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. I mean, we've had last year was, <laughs> you know, we had, um, who did we have? We had, um, we had the water girl. We had, uh, what are these names that people were coming up with? Something Becky, uh, like, there are so many different names that are out oh, there. Yeah, so many yeah, different yeah. code names. Um, barbecue Becky. Barbecue Becky. There yeah, we go. Yeah. Thank you. There's barbecue. And uh, and and uh, something Patty. What was the? Uh, oh, our uh, permit Patty. Permit Patty. Patty. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> we have barbecue Becky. We have permit Patty. Uh, we have a dude on who was on the phone with, with the uh, with the police because someone wanted to use a cou- coupon Carl. That's what it was. <laughs> coupon Carl. Yo, we had so many of them last year, and it's bleeding yeah. into 2019. So this one, I believe, is Debbie. Debbie Dog or something like that. Dog <laughs> Dog Park Debbie, I believe it's called Dog yeah. Park Becky. Yeah. yeah it's our awesome. Dog Park Debbie. De- yes, thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so she was irate when a dog owner, black man, um, was uh, walking his dog and then his dog proceeded to hump on her dog because, you know, dogs, they mate, they get friendly. Um, <laughs> and she felt Violated by she, I'm talking about the dog owner Debbie. So she decides to call the authorities on this black individual because of said violation, even though it was probably mating season and they were in heat because that's what dogs do. I remember I went to my friend's birthday party and she has like a little Jack Russell Terrier dog, whatever, all energetic. And then one of her friends brings in like a poodle, tall poodle, right? And this dog sees her and gets excited immediately, and then he proceeds to have an erection within five minutes of sniffing the booty. All right, Jack Russells are savage, like that. Yeah, right, yo. This dude, like the, the dog's name is Teddy. Okay, the dog's name is Teddy. He went from Teddy to Teddy Bender over. Like that's how <laughs> re- reckless the dog got. So, anyways, it was, it was a hoop. So, what I'm trying to say is this. Like I was saying before, we were we're in the we're in the age where people feel as though they're threatened by black people by living their best lives, essentially. Whether they're having a barbecue, selling bottled water, 
going shopping, they want to use your coupon, or in this case, dog walking, people who don't necessarily interact with people of color feel threatened and therefore they have to call the police. I remember last year there was a story where a white guy called the police on a black guy because he got fouled really hard during a basketball game at the YMCA. Like, <laughs> that's when I'm like, okay, guys, it's getting, it's getting a little too reckless now, all yeah. right? And during the entire ordeal, you know, at the aftermath of the ordeal, actually, um, the gentleman in question who was being called upon by police, whatever, by Debbie, uh, put out a statement, and this is what he said, and I quote, <clears throat> if I were not black, she would have not have felt threatened by me talking to her and defying her orders for me to leave the park. And he is referring to a ranger park who was one of the supervisors over there who was contacted by Debbie. And then she you know, decided to side with Debbie to say that he should leave the park because his dog was doing inappropriate acts. So that's what she was saying. And it goes on to say. Uh, I am a responsible dog owner, and my dog is super friendly. Anyone who goes to that park regularly knows me and will attest to that fact. The dogs were living their best lives the whole time. So there's not <laughs> much you can say about that. You know what I mean? He gets a cool job for that. Tell man. him. Living my best life. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's just like you can't stop dogs from being dogs. Like dogs are going to yeah. dog. You know what I mean? Like that's what they do when they're in heat. Of course, if it was a white guy, you wouldn't have this issue. You'd be like, oh, dogs will be dogs. But because it's a black guy, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. oh, man. I mean, you can't get mad if the dogs didn't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, would you have felt better if they had kept it on the down low? <laughs> and therefore, therefore, nobody would have to know. <laughs> I mean, you can't blame the dogs for looking at each other and saying to themselves, you're one in a million. And it goes on and on and on. <laughs> you can't get mad if the dogs were so anxious. <laughs> if they wanted to meet at 1130 and they like to talk dirty. You see where I'm going with this, ladies and gentlemen. They like, they're, they're dogs. Dogs will be dogs. So with that said... Debbie, Debbie, no doggy style. Debbie, you are getting the wanks of the week. Are you mad because your husband's not giving you that doggy style? <laughs> are you mad because he's not eating the booty like groceries? <laughs> the dogs are straight enjoying their groceries, and by the looks of it, it was probably a Whole Foods sale. But you're just mad that you're not getting that Whole Foods sale. So on that note, you're getting the wankster sale. Do you deserve this wankster? Of course you do. And we're gonna drop it one more time, just like this. Yeah, you a wankster, and you need to stop oh boy, man. Bo, what's your what's your take on this, man? I mean, I'll tell you something. Like, uh, I was recently in Calgary, and uh, my girlfriend and I, my, my girlfriend's Guyanese, and she's um, she's black, and uh, we were staying at this at her friend's house, and we walked in. The moment we walked in, because we had a key, right. um, the super of the building looked at us right away and was like. Do you guys, what are you guys doing here? Do you guys staying with someone? Do you guys right away it was like right. there was a concerned look on her face. It's like there's a black person with a key. What's going on? I would know about that if there was. And that's what it was. She didn't say that, but that's yeah. what it looked like. Yeah, right? the look and everything. Right. And so we didn't really think anything of it, you know. And uh, we just you know kept it moving like we always do. Yeah. Um, not trying to start any problems. Why? Why do it? Right. Right. And then um, we get a we get a we we we, li we leave we come back a couple days later and there's a there's a note on the door saying that there was a noise complaint and um we 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 read it and she's like apparently there was a husband and wife fighting and a kid running down the halls and that it was coming from our apartment and I was like yo I wasn't even here yeah. like I was actually at another 
building. Like yeah. I was at another house at the the entire night that in question. Right. And her her kid was not there either. So right. I, like what you're saying right now is not real. Like right. you, it's and then we 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 reached out to some <laughs> of the people that made the noise complaint and they said they didn't make a noise complaint. Mm. So we're like something's not right here. Yeah, it's not adding up. Right? And it was just like we called her and we were like what's going on? Are you going to are you calling us to apologize for the fact that you like didn't you know it wasn't us she starts freaking out yelling at her whatever my girl starts talking and as she starts talking she slipped up one word uh-huh. and the girl goes oh you need to learn to speak better english uh, and right when that happened we were like Mm-mm, nope yeah. yeah i'm like your inner racist has revealed it yeah there you go right so like, let it out there you go <laughs> but here's the joke oh, yeah. here's the joke is that we actually recorded that entire conversation and uh and we have all the all the letter that she sent. We have letters from everybody saying that you know we weren't even in the building, um, and 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 her telling us that because we called her a liar, that we're not welcome in the building anymore. We're banned from the building. And we have it all on tape. So I'm like, you know what? Good. Yeah, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that as far as we can and make you lose your job if we have to. Because Absolutely. I'm like, you you had the chance to apologize yep. and you didn't take it. So you know we're not gonna let that stand. But that's the thing, man. This stuff happens all the time. And when you're a white person like myself, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm dating this black girl. And this is almost the first time I'm actually really seeing it. Right, and right. you see a lot of people saying, like, you know, oh, well, well black people, they, they get so f- upset about everything. It's like, oh, you know, th- this uh, this is something that, uh, why, why don't they just do this? Or why don't they just do that? And why does it always have to be about race? Why it's do like, you do anything? It's <laughs> like, no, but yeah, it's like, but it's like, why does it always yeah. have to be about race? And it's like, listen, if everywhere you go, every single day, all the time, mm-hmm. You are experiencing that, yeah. Right? <laughs> it's, if if something happens, even if it's not racism, and you think it is, mm-hmm. how can you blame that person? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's happening to you all day, every day, right? right. And so w- one thing that it made me realize was that, like, man, this is this is some a reality that Black people have to deal with. It's like you know, you you got you got arrested why for EWB existing while Black, right? And it's like people are like, no, that's not true. I'm like. Hang around a black person long enough yeah. and you'll see it, man. Right. I had a buddy of mine too. Like, um, these guys, this guy was like beating on his girlfriend or shaking her or whatever, right? right? right, right. And me and my buddy saw that and we're like, yo, bro, stop that, yeah. you know? And uh, we told him to stop. And the guy's like, oh, okay, whatever. But then his buddy came out of nowhere and started to swing at us. And so my buddy who was with me was a black guy and yeah. black and native actually. And he, he like punched this guy in the face, right? Give him that and, one uh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> and then he punched him again and again. And then the cops came out of nowhere, as uh, they always do. I yeah. don't know where they're hiding. Right when it's time to arrest a black I man. swear. Hey, let's, but, let's see how this turns out. Yeah. He's but I s- like, go, 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 go. No, I swear. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that he came in and he grabbed my buddy yeah. and only my buddy right. and started searching. And my friend was freaking out. I was like, yo, what's going on? And I was like, don't worry, bro. I'm your WPR. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm your white person representative yeah, right now. And I said to the officer, I was like, listen, officer. I'm like, we witnessed a domestic dispute. I'm like, as my friend's like, yo, you can't do that. I'm like, actually, he can do that. Let him search you, please, whatever, right? Yeah, and yeah. you can see the cop going almost like, thank you. Like, yeah. you know, you're, like, like, you're like the white translator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? But again, he was targeted instantly just yeah. for the color of his skin. And, and as a white pe- as white people, we don't we don't notice it. Right. But one thing I will say is that when we, when we actually do see it, we realize it as a massive of injustice and we get angry about it we're like how has this been possible mm-hmm. and i think as white people what we need to do is 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 get angry and mm-hmm. get upset and and do something about it mm-hmm. because 
a lot of black people, they're so used to this shit, they don't have any energy to deal with it anymore, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, and, and if they do, like, you know, it takes a lot out of them because they have to still deal with everything for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So, like, for me, I, I in this situation with the with the land, with the super, right, like, I'm like, I am not letting this go because I know my girlfriend might just let it slide. And I'm like, no, I whatever energy I have, mm-hmm. I'm like, I will keep it going. I'll use whatever privilege I have and whatever energy that I have to, to make this woman understand if you don't understand you're gonna get it when you have no job mm-hmm. anyways that's my thing and you know where that superintendent messed up she didn't know that you're a social media influencer she didn't know she man she didn't know didn't know it's gonna be know. a world star baby I know, world right? star you know you don't messed up right oh you know, you know, you know, <laughs> messed up man messed with the wrong one. Oh, man. i told that same thing to the woman at fido who said i couldn't cancel my contract yeah I was like, nah, wait till you get on social media. He's like, social media is not going to do anything. I was like, okay. Okay, okay. Like, literally, <laughs> literally the next day, the president office called me. They're like, we're sorry. Here's all your money back. Cancel you everything. Go. I was like, yeah, that's right. There you go. It's like that meme of Bruce Lee that, like, <laughs> I laughed at so hard one time where, like, he's just kind of smirking. And it's like, when someone touches you, but you know you can, you know you can mess them up at any time because you got them hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Bruce Lee. Like, Bruce Lee got the hands. The you know quiet I mean? confidence, yeah. Right, for sure, man. But yeah, um, ladies and gentlemen, if you, in case you didn't know, that is what we call an ally. <laughs> what up? Oh man! But anyways, man, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, Bo, thank you so much for coming through. Thank you for having me, man. This is the coolest show in the in the friggin' city, man. I love it. Love being here. I appreciate it, man. You're, and you're more than welcome to come through at any time, man. You man already no know, matter man. how famous I get, I will always come back to you, man. I appreciate that, sir. Uh, where can the people find you on social media? At Bo Pinto, it's Bo spelt like beautiful, pronounced mm-hmm. like bow tie, and Pinto like the car, the bean, and the horse. You can find me that uh, at Bo Pinto pretty much everywhere. And then if you want to look up my company, it's Butterfly Influence. So Facebook.com slash Butterfly Influence, ButterflyInfluence.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you type in Butterfly Influence on Spotify, you can listen to our podcast where we mm-hmm. teach people how to do all the stuff social media-wise. We talk about mental health on social media. Mm-hmm. We talk about how to be an influencer and the pressures of being an influencer and mm-hmm. how to keep your privacy, all that different stuff, man. So tune into that. And you'll have a good time. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. <laughs> and as always, you can find us on any social media platform uh, at Cool Radio CC. Uh, we will have the podcast up eventually. Uh, we normally post it a day or two after the live broadcast. So make sure you go to the SoundCloud page for that. And as you already know, uh, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Next week, we have uh, broadcaster and freelance reporter, uh, Sigia Lou in studio. We're going to talk a whole lot about basketball and all other things uh, in between that as well. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And as you already know, keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace.